listening to PetLifeRadio.com. That's it. You're madder than a junkyard dog, and you're not going to take it anymore. Your feathers are ruffled, your dander's up, and you've got a definite bone to pick. Welcome to Pet Peeves, the show that lets you dig through the dirt and unleash your passion for pets. Why let sleeping dogs lie when you can take the bull by the horns and let the fur fly? So get your claws out and get ready to rattle some cages on Pet Peeves with your host, pet expert and award-winning author, Amy Showtime. Hey there, and welcome to Pet Peeves on Pet Live Radio. I'm your host, Amy Shojai, and I'm a certified animal behavior consultant. But what exactly does that mean? That brings me to my rant of the week. In the best of all possible worlds, our animal friends bring nothing but joy. Cats snuggle on our laps, let us sleep until a decent hour, and they never scratch the furniture. Dogs play fetch, get along with other fur kids, and they never raid the trash. Horses are born knowing what we want, and parrots never bite the hand that feeds them. Ha! In reality, humans who love animals also sometimes have unrealistic expectations. Let's face it, folks. None of us speak dog or are fluent in cat, well, at least not without practice. And people easily misunderstand normal pet behaviors. Heck, we even make poor behaviors worse sometimes. So what are you to do? There are lots of self-proclaimed experts out there eager to take your money and fix your problems. But do they really work? And how do you choose? Will the whispering dog trainer offer miraculous results? What makes an expert qualified and where do you find them? Because frankly, folks, a bad expert could be worse than no help at all. Today, we don't have that problem. Margie Alonzo is our guest, and she's a professional dog trainer and a behavior consultant living in Somerville, Massachusetts. She shares her life with two dogs, two sons, and a very understanding mate. After training dogs part-time for 22 years, she opened her full-time dog training business, City Dog Trainer, seven years ago. She's also the vice president and training director of the New England Dog Training Club, And she's president of the International Association of Animal Behavior Consultants, among many other things. So come, sit, stay. And we'll be right back with Margie Alonzo after these messages. Okay, time to call off the dogs. Pet Peeves will be back with more biting topics right after we kibble a little with our sponsors. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host Pia Silvani teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. 
So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to teacherspetsessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Salvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. TeachersPetSessions.com From Paris, New York, and around the globe, get ready for the hip, the trendy, the uber cool where pets rule. If you've got a passion for pet fashion and a flair for animal wear, this is the ultimate place to take a peek at what's chic in the world of designer pet fashion and cool new pet products. On the Pet Set with our fashion diva, Queen Dog Lady. The Pet Set, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're foaming at the mouth to get back to pet peeves. So here's Amy with some more tail-tying, fur-flying fun. Welcome back to Pet Peeves on Pet Life Radio. And please help me welcome Margie Alonzo, a certified dog behavior consultant who can tell us all about animal behavior help and where to find it. Welcome to the show, Margie. Thank you, Amy. Thanks for having me. I always like to ask guests, before we get into the nitty-gritty, a little about themselves. What critters do you have? You mentioned a couple of dogs. Who are your dogs? What are they like? My dogs are Betty and Adeline. They are greater Swiss mountain dogs, or greater Swiss monkey pigs, as we call them in the house, because... (laughs) They like just about everything, but they're particularly fond of bananas for reasons I can't begin to explain. <laughs> they are That's... a fabulous breed for me. Well, describe them to listeners who maybe have never been around uh, this particular breed. If you want a dog to fetch your paper or herd your sheep or go hunt or find something that you've lost, this is not the breed for you. <laughs> If you want a dog to pull a Buick and then lie down on the couch next to you and while you're on the Internet, this is the breed for you. They are draft animals, and they basically live to pull and nap, as far as I can tell. I don't (laughs) think it's in the breed standard, but I'm I'm pretty sure it's there. Well, uh, let's get back on point here, and I'm sure that they give you lots of, of material and lots of challenges to practice techniques, but there are many experts on dog training out there. Your opinion, why can't you just dial up somebody on the internet? Do you really get what you pay for? And I'm talking free advice here. Well, you know, advice is always worth exactly what you pay for it. Unfortunately, this is not a regulated industry. It is my fervent hope that it becomes so one of these days in the not too distant future. But dog training, dog behavior, and they're not necessarily the same thing, although they, they certainly have parts of each other involved. It's a skill, it's an art, and it's a science. And uh, you need to be someone that cares to learn as well as someone that cares to espouse wisdom wherever you go <laughs> in order to be effective. <laughs> so this isn't something you can just pick up the book down the street and kind of do-it-yourself behavior help. You know, that may be how many of us started, but it's certainly not where you have to end up, and that's certainly not how you're going to get effective help. One of the things you really want to look for in any trainer or specifically behavior consultant is that person's education and background. And it may not need to be a formal education, but how much continuing education is this person put 
how much time, how much energy, how much effort have they put into their own continuing education. Are they reading pop books? Are they reading scientific books? Are they going to where they can get hands-on experience from more experienced people in the field? Are they learning themselves or are they just teaching? And, you know, the, the, the most important thing to remember is that the answer to everything when you're dealing with animals and people is it depends. And so <laughs> if you have somebody that tells you, well, this is the way to do it, I would suggest you pack your bags and leave. (laughs) (laughs) This is a way to do it is an important statement to hear from any behavior consultant. This is the way to do it is is a little doubtful. Well, I'm guessing uh, you say you have two dogs in your house. Mm -hmm. So do both of them learn at the same rate? Are both of them inspired to do behaviors for the same banana treat or are they a little bit different? And I think that goes back to it depends on, you know, what floats each dog's boat. When you're talking about training, you know, all creatures great and small basically learn the same ways. And um, the drive of the of the student and the skill of the teacher is sort of what depends how uh, how well an animal or a person learns, right? That, or is what makes a difference in how well they learn. The drive of my particular two dogs is considerably different. Betty will look at me and say, why? And Addie will (laughs) say, sure. Um, And that's just a difference in their beings. But they still have the same skills. But uh, again, in in my case, I have two very different animals. And and, uh, in the case of Addie, my younger dog, she has a lot of behavioral issues and some compulsive issues that are quite challenging. She's the kind of dog that keeps a behavior consultant very humble (laughs) because I have to relearn and relearn and retry all the time. Well, what kinds of behavior experts are there out there? I know a lot of people out there, You when you look on the Internet, there are many folks calling themselves a behaviorist, but then there are veterinary behaviorists, there are dog trainers, there are Ph.D. behavior consultants. What's the difference between all of these, and are some better than others, and how do you pick? The how do you pick is absolutely the hardest question you've asked me. The, the difference between, you know, behaviorist is like therapist used to be. Anybody could hang up a shingle and say, I'm a therapist. And at this point, anybody can hang up a shingle and say, I'm a behaviorist. Um, it doesn't mean anything in particular. And um, clients or potential clients need to really be aware of that. The level of formal education, of course, determines a lot. If you have a veterinary uh, behaviorist or an implied animal behavior consultant or um, uh, there are there are many levels of formal education in which one can study um, animal behavior <clears throat> some of them are theoretical some of them are practicing and you know that is a very good clue that somebody has at least studied and given a lot of thought to the business of your animal and how it behaves and how one might affect its behavior. Likewise, a certified uh, animal behavior consultant, as you are, and I am a certified dog behavior consultant, I work exclusively with dogs, um, is somebody that has been certified through the IAABC, the International Association of Animal Behavior Consultants. And in order to have become certified, we need to have, as you'll recall, filled out a lengthy and some might say arduous um, application that involves case studies and questions back and forth with the review committee, a little bit like a PhD review board. 
and then had you know one's application approved. Um, there's a minimum of hours that one has to have worked in order to become a, a certified behavior consultant. There's a lot of hands-on required. And I think that hands-on cannot be overstated. Um, all of the learning theory in the world is not going to help if you don't know how to handle a leash and a human and a dog and all of those things. And I think that's a great point. You bring in the human part of the equation because for many of us, if we had the dog or the cat or the horse or or companion parrot in our hands, it might be a very different thing, but we are actually almost interceding on the animal's behalf and helping their human help them. And it's almost, it becomes a little bit more complicated when that comes into play. A a little. (laughs) That's the funniest thing you've ever said. Um, (laughs) You know, the, the point is, earlier I said it depends is the answer to everything. And And I think that it's really important to remember, and perhaps this is one of the main differences between a trainer and a behavior consultant, it's really important to remember that nothing we do is going to work if it doesn't work for the family. The family is all of the humans involved and all of the animals involved. And so as we work through a behavior problem with an animal, we are also working with people that are, are distressed or stressed or angry or despairing. And it's so important to be aware of them as well. You know, we are all animals in this kingdom, and um, it matters. It matters a lot how compliant people will be, how well you can handle them, how well you can suggest things that will work for them or that are palatable to them. And are you asking something that's reasonable of your human client, even if you think it's going to be the perfect thing for your animal client? Right. Now, I know a lot of people would say, well, why not just ask my vet? I mean, I've got, I take him once a year or, you know, whether he needs it or not, take him twice a year sometimes when he, you know, my dog is a roughneck and he tears his his claw. So if if he's having a problem, why can't I just ask the veterinarian about why is my dog chasing his tail or why is he throwing a fit when I go to work and tearing up my house? How, why can't my veterinarian help with some of this stuff? Sometimes they can. Vets are a behavior consultant's best friend and vice versa, I hope. Um, Veterinarians study an awful lot, but one thing that they don't study particularly is behavior and behavior treatment or behavior modification. And so there are problems that can't just be solved with a 15-minute office visit uh, where you're also getting your rabies shot and taking the dog's temperature and drawing blood. And many vets are really not focused on the behavior aspect of things. And I work with a lot of veterinarians. I get a lot of referrals from veterinarians. And without exception, um, it's, a te- it's a team effort. You know, it, it's, we communicate frequently and often about various clients. We work on things together that might be helpful. But the vet is not going to be able to go to someone's home or meet with the animal for a prolonged period of time, and the human, of course, not going to be able to, you know, in the case of a dog that is dog aggressive, perhaps teach the human and that dog how to walk successfully without lunging and barking at dogs. You can't do that in a, you know, 9 by 12 vet's office. Well, and veterinarians really often don't have the time to do it. They're focused so much on... Let's get the blood work values down and, and those types of things that it, it really does free the veterinarian to do 
maybe what they want to do. And, and yeah, there's a what, great partnership there. Yeah, I mean, I, I really think that's a that's a good name for it. And partnership is, is very much what it is when in dealing with the behavior of the animal. Of course, the veterinarian is the one who knows about the health of the animal, and they are invaluable to the ongoing well-being of that animal. But when it comes to behavior work, when it comes to training, when it comes to things like that, vets really don't have the time and sometimes not the expertise to deal with it correctly. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot just a little bit here, Margie. Oh, good. Just, yeah, because I just like <laughs> to do this. And I want to see how creative you might be in your answer. There are TV dog training shows out there. Some are better than others. Would you explain to me the difference between, for instance, the dog whisperer, Caesar Milan's dominance philosophy, and, and what you use in your own practice? What's good, what's not in both, both scenarios? Caesar Milan is a very controversial character. He is a TV character. He is not a trainer. He's not a behavior consultant. He's a handler. And in many ways, he's a good dog handler, but he's a in my opinion, not a very kind or thoughtful dog behavior person. If you're scared of spiders and every time you see one, you scream, and your husband comes to me and says, you got to make her stop screaming every time she sees spiders. So I say, okay. And every time you scream, I slap you really hard. At some point, you will probably stop screaming when you see spiders. It's probably not going to affect how you feel about spiders, it's certainly going to affect how you feel about me, I would think. <laughs> Who is this insane woman and why is she slapping me? But you've not changed the underlying emotional state. I have not changed your underlying emotional state. I have changed your behavior, but not the reason that you were behaving that way. That is sort of the way, in my opinion, Susan Milan deals with behavior problems. How do you deal with behavior? I really try to understand the emotional state of the animal as well as use good old-fashioned counter-conditioning and desensitization, tried and true scientific methods that have been proven over and over and over again that they work. They work on everything that can learn. They work on dogs and parrots and horses and people and cats. Oh, wow. Okay, well, we will come back to that in just a moment and continue our conversation with Margie Alonzo after messages from these sponsors. Okay, time to call off the dogs. Pet Peeves will be back with more biting topics right after we kibble a little with our sponsors. Give your dog some thought with Dog Thoughts. It's the iPhone application that everyone's talking about. Hey, what do you think of this? A man in Davis, California says he's invented an application for the iPhone that claims it can read your dog's mind. Huh? No, it's true. Now, I read about it on my cat's Twitter page. That's why. Jay Leno talked about it, CBS reported on it, and now you can see what all the buzz is about. Created just for dog lovers, Dog Thoughts makes taking photos of your furry best friend more fun. Shake your dog and read his mind. On your iPhone, of course. Take a pic of your pup, shake your phone, and watch as his thoughts appear on the screen. Does he have a bone to pick with you, or is he having a tail-wagging day? Get your Dog Thoughts iPhone app today. Just 99 cents. Go to PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. That's PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. Greetings, human. What planet 
am I a... Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're foaming at the mouth to get back to pet peeves. So here's Amy with some more tail-tying, fur-flying fun. We're back, and again, speaking with Margie Alonzo. Now, she takes her training seriously, including her own. She's not only a certified dog behavior consultant, she's also a certified pet dog trainer, an AKC Canine Good Citizen Evaluator, and a professional member of the Association of Pet Dog Trainers. She strives to foster an understanding and cooperation between dog and handler. And just before the break, we were talking about good old-fashioned counter conditioning and behavior modification. Let's put that in everyday terms. What are we talking about here? I've often thought of um, behavior modification as very similar to improvisational theater. It all depends on agreement. Um, If you're in improv theater and you say, somebody says, want to go to the store? And the next character says, no, you've kind of shut down the whole operation. Ah. Um, I think that it's very much the same with with behavior modification. The question as the trainer or the behavior consultant that I'm asking all the time is, can you do this? And the answer from the animal needs to be, yes, I can. If the animal can't, you've gone too fast. If the human involved can't, you haven't taught it correctly or you've gone in a direction that that human is not comfortable with. And so... Desensitization, counterconditioning is saying, let me help you be able to accept these things, to say, yes, I can do this in small, palatable, manageable increments until you're fluent and comfortable and able to do it. It doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to turn Cujo into Lassie, but <laughs> you might be able to turn Cujo into just a regular old good guy that maybe can't handle being a party guy but, you know, can handle enough. Expectations are really important on the part of the client. Um, what are you expecting your animal to be able to do? 
And if you have reasonable expectations, good, sensible training and behavior modification techniques, and consistency, of course, you don't just practice before your mother-in-law is coming over, <laughs> then you, you, know, you can get a lot of very good results. Okay, well, I just attended the IAABC conference, as did you, of course. Mm -hmm. I was blown away by the lineup of speakers. I, I would love for you just to give kind of a hit the high points. Describe for the listeners some of the incredible cross-section of expertise represented by the membership. So I, you've gotten me by surprise because I have the whole list of speakers on my computer, <laughs> but where I'm not. However, what I can say is that we had incredible presentations covering parrot behavior, horse behavior, cat behavior, dog behavior. Susan Friedman gave unbelievable addresses on on behavior modification and on learning. And in her case, she gave most of the examples surrounding parrots. Dr. Pam Reed came and spoke a lot about dogs. And dominance theory, to some extent, like are we throwing the baby out with the bathwater? What it was the name of her speech? What is dominance? What is it that we all refer to so much? There were talks on human-human interactions, what we think of as the as the human factor, um, or that's certainly what I think of it as. Um, there were talks on clicker training cats for behavior mod. There were talks on you know things as important, although mundane sounding, as, as litter box issues. People with cats, you know, that's one of the, as you'll know, you know, one of the primary issues. Something's going on. This cat's spraying everywhere, and what do I do? And, and effective management of litter boxes turns out to be an enormous issue. Well, and that's one of the questions I wanted to ask, because litter box issues are the number one behavior complaint I hear uh, in my cat consultations. Now, what are the most common behavior complaints you hear as a dog expert? I suspect they're the same as I hear for dogs, too. But what do you hear? It's an interesting question because where to separate training problems and behavior problems is not always a clear line. But there's the, in this sort of training arena, there's, you know, Fluffy is jumping, chewing, biting, and quote-unquote doesn't listen. People with puppies either new to having puppies or it's been 14 or 15 years since they last had a puppy and they've blocked it all out, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, are, are saying, uh, gee, you know, the dog keeps peeing in the house. <laughs> How can that be? Um, so those sort of day-to-day quote-unquote behavior problems, which are usually much more a result of, of no training or inadequate training, are, of course, the bread and butter. But on the sort of more serious side of things and often sadder side of things, what I live in the city, um, and what we see a lot here is dog-dog aggression, dogs that okay. just lose their marbles. On leash, of course, is, is more common than off, um, but just can't handle being around other dogs. And then we see you know, you know, some dog-human aggression as well. Okay, well, what is the single most important thing you want to leave listeners with about animal training and behavior help? In terms of behavior help, do your homework. Find out who you're asking for help from. Are they certified with the IAABC? Are they a veterinary behaviorist? What are their qualifications? Take the time to ask and take the time to call a couple of people, even if all of the cards were laid on the table and all players were even, there may be one that you like working with better than another. 
and this is a relationship, make no mistake, and you want to have somebody that you can work well with, but you especially want somebody that's qualified. And in terms of what I'd like to leave people thinking about is that there are two creatures in this relationship. There's the dog, in my case, or whatever animal you have, and the owner or human. And so there's always a different perspective, trying to understand where your animal is coming from, learn about the species that you have, understand their perspective so that you can be effective in changing their behavior is a really important thing. Okay. Do you have a website you can share with listeners so that they can find out more about you and and your practice or the IABC? My personal website is citydogtraining, T-R-A-I-N-I-N-G dot com. And that's my, as I said, my personal business. My, uh, the IAABC is www.iaabc.org. We have a consultant locator there. We have the website is about to get a new and improved facelift, and we're going to have a lot of articles coming up on there for pet owners as well as for behavior consultants. And over the next couple of months, I think you'll see a lot of information on there that hopefully people will find very useful. Great. Well, we are out of time, but I'd like to thank Margie Alonso and the producers for making Pet Peeves possible. I dare you to join me next week for Pet Peeves on Pet Life Radio for the next installment of What Hisses You Off. Email me suggestions or post a note on my blog by dialing up PetLifeRadio.com and clicking on the Pet Peeves logo. Don't forget to subscribe to the free Pet Peeves newsletter now available at shujai.com. Woofs, purrs, nays, and whistles until next time. I hope your pet family remains a peaceable kingdom. But when you need help, remember to find qualified experts for your specific problems. Our dogs, cats, horses, and bird companions deserve no less, and the bond you share can only get better. And after all, you don't want them to get peeved. That's it. You're madder than a junkyard dog, and you're not going to take it anymore. Your feathers are ruffled, your dander is up, and you've got a definite bone to pick. Join us each week on Pet Peeves, the show that lets you dig through the dirt and unleash your passion for pets. Your host, pet expert and award-winning author, Amy Shojai, will talk about what makes you howl and what hisses you off. Pet Peeves, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.